Transcend. This word has been described as to go beyond, to surpass, or to exist above and independent of, or to triumph over negative or restrictive aspects. Welcome to the Transcendent Leader Podcast. My name is Maria Joreco. I'm an immigrant, a member of the visible minority, an Asia professional who specializes in diversity and inclusion work. My goal is to help you, our listeners, be the best version of yourselves, to level up, to live better, and to lead better. If you want to develop the skills, capabilities, and inclusive behaviors of your leaders and employees, contact me at maria at theinclusionjourney.com. That's my email address. It's maria at theinclusionjourney.com. And you'll also see that information in the note pages of this podcast. Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to our Transcendent Leader episode. My name is Maria Joeco, and I'm a diversity and inclusion consultant. Uh, my work is to help leaders and organizations create, create an inclusive workplace so that people can bring their best version of themselves at work. And I do this through training programs that focus on improving leadership, communication, as well as organizational culture. I'm also the managing partner of Consultation Global Canada. So again, welcome to our Transcendent Leader episode. Uh, my goal in each episode is to empower you, our audience, to level up yourselves, live a better life, and lead better. Be that transcendent leader that you're meant to be. And so this afternoon, I'm very excited to uh, be joined by our special guest. Um, she will talk about the power behind defining your why, as well as um, uh, how you can identify your, your unique skill sets in improving yourself and your relationships. So without for, further ado, I'd just like to call in uh, Coach Jen. Hi, Coach Jen. Please join me. Hello. Sorry, let me get my camera. There Hi. you go. Thank you for Hi. having me on here today. I'm so excited to be with you today. It's a pleasure to have you here. So um, Coach Jen is a certified behavior consultant and a leadership coach, and she's based in um, Denver, Colorado. So I was asking her earlier about the weather. Uh, I think they have snow on the ground, but their weather is much nicer than where I am here right now in Canada, uh, in Alberta, Canada. So, um, it, you know, knowing that we're, we're on the same vertical, right? We're just yes. in the upper part of the globe. Yes. Um, and so, um, Coach Jen, um, I'd just like to, you know, welcome you and uh, thanks for your time today. Uh, for sure, we'll be getting a lot of good insights from you on how to, um, you know, make ourselves better as a person and as a leader. And so my, my um, question to you, or my first uh, maybe ask of you is, can you tell me about your story and why the work that you do is important to you? Yeah, so thank you so much. And I, I'm so excited to be here today and to be able to share my experience and share my expertise, so thank you. So a little bit about my story. Uh, you know, I worked in the corporate world for 20 years uh, in a human resources capacity most of the time. And, it, you know, I was so happy doing what I was doing and helping and consulting and coaching and mentoring and helping leaders understand who they were. 
But in, in the corporate world, it's a little bit different because there's a lot of other things that go along with it. So after about 20 years of uh, just doing this and being extremely happy with what I was doing, I started to wake up going, I don't know if this is really where I need to be. And it was so funny because until I woke up the one day and said, I don't think I want to be in the corporate world anymore. I would have told you the day before I was extremely happy and extremely passionate about what I was doing and extremely, you know, excited about going to work every day. So that was always my rule of what I would tell people is if you are waking up and saying, I have to go to work instead of I get to go to work, you should not be doing what you're doing. You should be doing something different because your passion is somewhere else. And sometimes we have to do things to get to what we get to do. Uh, but if you would have asked me the day before I had kind of my, this is not what I want to do anymore, I would have told you I get to go to work and I get to do this. So uh, just having a true understanding that when I did wake up and say, I just don't know if I want to do this anymore, I think there's something else out there for me, is why I decided to start my own business and take the pieces of what I was doing in the corporate world and take out all the stuff I didn't want to do anymore and make it my own. And oftentimes people are like, you know, when you want a business, you get to do whatever you want and you get to travel, you get to do this and you get to do that. And I said, that's the best part about what I do, but I still have to do things I don't like. It's mm -hmm. just that I don't have to do them every week or every day, or I get to hire somebody else to do them now if I want to. <laughs> so, or, or you get to choose your clients too, right? I get to choose my clients. <laughs> yes, and I get to make those choices. And, and it wasn't about not being able to make choices and decisions. I was in an advisory role for a lot of what I was doing, even though HR is very strategic and where I was in my career was a very strategic role. So I was advising and I was counseling and I was coaching and I was doing all these things that I love to do. But at the end of the day, I was not the person making the final decision in many of the cases. So, you know, you have to trust that your advice is going um, in and being conveyed and being understood and being utilized in the proper way. And sometimes, you know, corporate, corporate corporations make decisions that are for the betterment of the organization as the whole and not always the betterment of individuals. And when I decided to split, I wanted to focus on the corporation as a whole and the individuals at the same time. So and I really wanted to have focus on those things and step away from I'm not making, I'm not part of those decisions that are being made for that corporation. I'm part of uh helping people understand the different pieces they hold and how they can contribute to the overall picture of the corporation and making the corporation itself better in that case, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, for sure. And I can relate to that because I also uh, work in human resources and, um, and then, you know, um, I guess we took the same path in taking that, um, that route we're in, we wanted to make sure that we're utilizing our own strengths, our own passion in terms of, uh, you know, improving the work that we do. And uh, I totally can relate with you. And I just want to ask, so uh, you started young, 20 years in corporate world. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's amazing. No, I, have uh, so young. I have extremely good genes. I'm much older than I look. I get this all the time. People are like, are you sure you said 20? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So um, I am blessed with extremely good genes. My mom, mm -hmm. who is in her 60s, and she's going to kill me for saying this, so I hope she's not watching. Uh, <laughs> 
still passes to be about 10 years younger than she is. Even with her hair, it's wow. not really gray or anything. I mean, there is mm -hmm. gray, but not what you would expect of somebody who is well into her 60s. <laughs> so if that tells you anything, <laughs> you know what? Maybe and I have, I actually say I have young parents because I have like the youngest parents of all the people who are in my, in and they started young too. They started they their family start younger, young. Yeah. So <laughs> I have extremely young parents and I'm much, I am older. And I, I always saw this funny story. I coached high school cheerleading when I was in my twenties and I was in my mid to late twenties when I was doing this mm -hmm. and other coaches from other schools would walk up to me and they would say, where's your coach? And I would say, I'm the coach. <laughs> and they would look at me again and they would say, no, 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 no. I understand that you're the captain. Where's your coach? And I'm like, I'm going to say this again. I'm the coach. And then, you know, one of my girls would be uh, that I was coaching would walk up and I'm like, hey, hey, who's your coach? <laughs> and they would say, you are. And I'm like, thank you. I am the coach. <laughs> Let me show you my license so you know that I'm not in high school anymore. That's my next question. Good thing they didn't ask for your driver's license. Yes. Can you show me your driver's license? <laughs> that's a that's a funny story. But anyway, um, it only yeah. shows that, yes, you have a good gene. So you're, you're quite lucky with that. <laughs> <good> gene, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. So going back to, you know, defining your why. So why do you think it is important for someone to understand the purpose in terms of the work that they do, if they have a business, how does it all translate to the power behind understanding your why? So when you understand exactly what your purpose and passion is, you it just exudes from you. And, and as a business owner or as a leader, those, those are the types of individuals when you walk into the room, you say, I want to know this person. I want to know what they know. I want to stand next to them. I want to talk to them because there is something about them that just makes it so they are amazing and that people are just attracted to that. And if you're a leader, people want to work for you. If you are a business owner, people want to be a part of that. People want to become your clients because you have this passion that just is coming out of you in such a way that it just, it says, there's like a big sign that's over your head and says, this is my strength and I am awesome and I am amazing. And you have to say nothing like that. It just exudes from you. It just becomes a part of who you are. So once you get into that, where you understand your passion, you know what you need to do, that is something that sells itself for you. So it makes it much easier when you're communicating with people, your message gets heard in a almost in a different way because you have an understanding of who you are. And it's so important to understand your strengths as well as your limitations because you can utilize both of those to your advantage. And understanding first your strengths, of course, we know how to, you take advantage and you do certain things based on who you are. And you kind of go through this process of you know, saying, this is really where I excel and this is what I want to do. So when I, you know, a lot of people are like, you're in human resources. The one thing I don't have to do anymore is one thing that I didn't like to do at all, which is sit in a room and have to tell somebody today is your last day. And that was, it, it's part of the job. It's what you sign up for when you're doing it. Mm -hmm. But also every time I sat in that room, it took a piece of me away because one of my limitations is the fact that I don't like rejection. So every time I had to sit in a room, regardless of whether or not it was my fault, what was happening, anything that was going on, it was taking a piece of me away. 
And I wasn't performing to my best abilities because of that. Mm-hmm. And so when you do it over, when you do it once a month, or if you do it once a quarter, it's not so bad because you can recoup from it and you can build back. Um, in my last job in the corporate world, there was a time period where I had to do it every day because we went through a merger and transaction, a merger and acquisition. acquisition yeah. And yeah. when that happens, there's a lot of that that goes on. And what I didn't understand is even though I was still telling people I was passionate and I loved what I was doing and I wanted to continue doing it, what I didn't understand was my limitation of having this rejection was causing me to not do so well in the other parts that I was passionate about anymore. And it it came to the ultimate decision of I need to be somewhere else and I need to not do this anymore. So understanding those things about yourself give you, it, it empowers you to really shine in what you're doing to really connect on a different level with people and really convey that message in a whole different way that's, that you want people to receive. Mm-hmm. And so this is mainly part of your work as a coach now, as a behavior consultant, You know, using your training as a behavior consultant to help people. Can you give us just maybe a little one example of how they can actually find and define their why? So there are a lot of different ways, talking with somebody and understanding what that is and answering questions. So we can go through like a prompting of questions to say, tell me what it is that out of everything that you do during the day, tell me what your favorite thing that you do is. Now tell me what you don't like to do. And you can go through in a scenario like that. Um, I work a lot with assessments because I like assessments because assessments are not a resource for me to use. It's a resource for the person receiving it because it validates information for you. Right. Um, I understand people. So when I'm talking to people, I'm picking up on, this is probably the thing that they really don't like to do, or this is why they're not fitting into it. But it helps to have that piece of paper that you get to read, that you get to take with you, that you get to look at and say, first of all, it's a book about you is what it is. <laughs> it's mm, it's, it's it, your life. It's yeah. scary mm-hmm. to some people, but to other people, it's just like, it's like opening up a manual, so to speak and say, okay, it, it validates something that you know about yourself already. It, it helps you understand something you may not 100% have come to terms with yet. And when I say the words come to terms, subconsciously, as humans, we know what we like, what our preferences are, what we don't like. But on a conscious level, we don't always have that 100%. And it comes from our experiences. It comes with how we were raised. Um, it comes with things that we know are niceties to people. It, it comes with how the information is being received from other people when we're receiving it. And also, how many times do you want to be told something that you don't like about yourself and, and truly listen to what that is? And, and I mean, as, as humans, it's in our nature to say, I don't want to deal with that and push it away kind of, but this is not about the bad. It's about understanding what that means for you and how to make those connections. Mm-hmm. And so assessments are a good way to do that. You can work with somebody who, who can help you with that, or it's just really sitting down and listening to what the people are saying to you and really asking those questions and being self-reflective. So there's mm-hmm. many different ways. And I know it's really funny because people are like, the first thing you go to is not your coaching services. And I said, no, it's not. Because a lot of times the first step you need to take before you go to a coach is saying, I want to know more about this. So what can I find out? And understanding mm. exactly what that means. Um, as a certified behavioral consultant, I do rely on assessments that I prefer. It doesn't mean that my assessment is the best assessment for you, though. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. So you do, you get to start having that insight and reflection and things like that. And then you're going to come to somebody like me to help you with the answers that you were seeking. And to kind of, it's, it's kind of like that whole entire thing. Can I work out in my house on my own, especially during a COVID type thing when everything is shut down? The answer is yes, but are you better when you go to the gym and you're going to the yoga class with everybody else and the instructor is helping you and coming by and adjusting you and going through and doing all this? So the answer is you can do these things on your own, but mm -hmm. you can only get so far. And sometimes you miss some of the things because you need somebody else looking at you to say, your form is just a bit off. So let's correct this. And this is going to get you to the better um, success of what you're going towards. And so it's kind of a combination of many different things. And some people will do yoga in their house and they will do it very well by themselves. And they're very enlightened and that's all they need. And mm -hmm. it's that step that's there. And other people need the person who's saying, that's not exactly what you need to do. <laughs> Let me help you adjust. Mm -hmm. So, and so it's, it's, and where I'm coming from and what I'm saying is it's, it starts with you being comfortable and confident in what you're doing mm -hmm. and, and saying, I need to know the answer to this. And when I finally woke up, I think subconsciously, it was one of those things where it, it was, it was a long time coming for me. But the day I woke up is the day I woke up and decided to do something different. And, and acting in it, right? Yeah. Thing. And mm -hmm. it was subconscious for me in so many different ways because, yes, I was walking out of rooms going, I no longer want to do this anymore. How can I have somebody else do this for me? And in, and in the world that I was in, I actually could do those things because I could delegate that thing to somebody else. But the answer wasn't just delegating it to somebody else. It was, I didn't want to be a part of it anymore. And I mm -hmm. needed to come to terms with that. And so it needed to come to my conscious level and I needed to say, okay, this is exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing from you is really self-awareness is very important for us to, to be able to, you know, know I mean, self-awareness is knowing ourselves, knowing our strengths, our limitations, and, uh, you know, acting on whatever is, you know, that fire inside our heart to say, okay, I wanted to make a difference. This is not for me. But if you get stuck and you just, you know, stay where you are, you're not really growing. Right. And so I totally agree with you when it comes to, you know, assessments are, are, are useful tools because when you take an assessment, you, and, you know, you validate those um, information because, and you cannot question your own answers too, right? So <laughs> that's, that you were the one who pro provided answers. Yes to that so whatever it results that, that came out it will be your own evaluation of yourself so yeah great and um you know for the most part um knowing your strength is good and uh i think and i can speak for myself too right so it's all about the um understanding my own limitations and how can i um make sure that i'm using my limitations uh in such a way that is i'm still growing so i guess when it comes to knowing your limitation, how can you make sure, or how, what, can, what advice can you give our, our audience right now when, when it comes to um, utilizing their limitations to be able to make it an advantage for their own selves and for any relationship or any businesses? Absolutely, and, and this is one of my favorite things to talk about because earlier I related that one of my limitations is a fear of rejection. And 
it may a fear of rejection manifests itself in so many different ways so you really need to come to terms with what that is but once you understand what that is first of all being cognizant or knowing and understanding what that limitation is helps you when you're in a situation to recognize when it's happening and you can kind of pull back and you can adjust you can also use it i i actually am a very good person of actually using my own limitations to explain and to connect with other people and say, I have them too. It's okay. I just work through mine. Um, once you understand your limitation, you understand exactly what is good for you and what is not good for you. So when you're taking advantage of a limitation, you're saying, when you're looking at everything that's going on, I am really not good at rejection i don't like it not nobody really likes to be rejected but when you have something that's part of the fear that fear motivates you in a different direction um and i like to explain it like this here's the best way to explain it i have a definitely i'm definitely afraid of spiders absolutely definitely afraid of spiders i also like money a lot like most people if there was a million dollars sitting in a room and all i needed to do was walk into the room and touch the money and it was mine and there was a spider over the doorway of the room, I would not go into that room because my fear of spiders is actually them dropping on me and, mm -hmm. and things like that. So I am so deathly afraid of something that something that I would want to do and something that I would desire or I'm motivated towards, it actually motivates me away from it because of my fear. And that's what fear does. It motivates us in a different direction. It motivates us to do things we normally would not do. So it's good to understand where those limitations are. Now, everybody always looks at me and says, you would never go in and get that million dollars. And I said, I would try to figure out if I could burrow underground, I would go through the roof, I would not do it, but I would not walk through the doorway and take that easy way of getting access to that money. I would still try to figure out a different way. So in a sense, it's a limitation that's causing me to think outside the box to do something different, to get the money in a different capacity. Mm -hmm. And it's causing me to adapt and adjust and things like that. So that's an example of using a limitation or a fear or something that's motivating you away from something to going towards it in a different direction. Now, if I couldn't do any of that, if it was like a room that was impenetrable except for through the doorway and that's the only way I could go through, then the money would actually be left behind and I would walk away from it. <laughs> so if or, you were like, could you kill the spider? And I said, so that whole entire thing about killing spiders, it doesn't work for me. I can't kill the spider. I am afraid of even going near the spider because I'm afraid that if I kill the spider and I miss, the spider is going to be mad at then, and it's gonna be worse. So it's there's a lot that goes into it. And I know it's kind of a funny way of putting it, but that's, that's one way. The other thing, and going back to being understanding and knowing of what that is, that means you already know that you're going to try to avoid this. So what does that mean for you? Is this something that is successful? Should I be going for a million dollars that's in a room when there's a possibility of a spider being over it? And the answer is probably not the best thing for me to sign up for in the first place. <laughs> okay. So you, you learn how to actually understand and you learn how to adjust and you learn how to um, make it to your advantage because one you're not going to sign up for an event where you're going to have to face your fear to get a million dollars you're going to try to utilize your skills somewhere else mm -hmm. do it in a different way that's um, right and and where i relate this the best is when 
when you're talking about different methods, so let's say it's a goal setting method or it's a sales method, or it's something that you're using in your work to be successful in meeting something, meeting some of the, some of the things, building your business, your revenue, what have you. And there's so many amazing books out there that tell you so many amazing methods mm -hmm. to reaching success. My philosophy on this is that was their path to success. And even though a lot of people find success through that same path, you have to understand what your limitations are to ensure that you can find success through that path as well. So for instance, a sales method that uses cold calling as its main method is never going to be something that is successful for me. And I know that. I also know that I can read that book and take from it what will work for me. So it's not about saying I have to 100% follow this method to find success. It's about understanding what kind of paths you see from what they're telling you and which one you should go down and which one you should avoid based on that information. Because mm -hmm. if you sit me on the phone for cold calling, it's the same thing as having to let people go. <laughs> so it's that's right. Heavy. So, so, and it's just, and when I tell people that I'm just like, I think sales methods and different methodology around things is amazing for so many people, but you truly have to understand what your limitations are and use that to your advantage to say that didn't work. That's not going to work for me there, but I can use this and I can adjust to this and I can do this and utilize it to your advantage and make it so it's, it's better for you. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, yeah, so it's like, um, you know, um, because I know my limitations, I can actually look, but I'm still very much motivated to do and get that 1 million, uh, you know, on the other exactly. side of the room. I'll have to think of some other ways to, exactly. for me to be able to come in and, you know, maybe partner with someone who's not afraid of spider and, <laughs> you know, can you come get that money for me and it will exactly. split the, you know, the money, you know, yeah. So it totally makes sense that, you know, uh, knowing your limitations is, also allowing you to um, look at, uh, you know, being more creative in terms of how you do, how you, you know, see things and how you problem solve in life. Mm -hmm. um, is that right? Yeah. So, um, so you're, you're, uh, who, who are the people that you usually help uh, when it comes to coaching? Are they leaders? Are they, are they business owners or individuals? Who are the people who usually go to you for um, support, for advice? The answer is yes to all of those. So I work with leaders and organizations. Um, I also work with people who are starting businesses, people who have businesses where they've met, um, they've gotten to a plateau and they can't move beyond that. And they're trying to figure that out. And, you know, and, and again, going back to that whole understanding the limitations and everything, it's just like, well, you've hit this plateau because of this reason and you solved that problem. So it's, it's anybody who is looking for a better understanding of who they are and how to best utilize that in what they're doing. So, um, but mostly I split about 50% of my time helping people who are just starting businesses and the other 50% of the time working in the corporate world because I, I did 20 years there and I, I kind of miss it sometimes. So it gives mm -hmm. me the opportunity to work with those teams again and, and help. And I, I do different things. So on the behavioral side of things, we can talk about communication. We can talk about leadership and building teams. And we can also talk about building your sales and your revenues and building a solid business foundation. So whatever it is, um, it fits into all different types of things because truly understanding yourself helps you understand the best paths you need to take towards success. Mm -hmm. I have another question for you, Jen. Um, uh, where does mindset come in when it comes to defining your why? 
It is so important. That is such a great question. So uh, it's mindset is everything. And I usually say confidence is king or confidence is queen. So if your mindset is good and you have a positive way of, of dealing with information, or even if you don't have such a positive way, but if your mindset is, is in that realm of, I know I can do this and I know I can be successful. And it, it is very important. Um, I oftentimes hear people say failure is not an option. And I always say failure should be an option. It should happen. You should learn how to look at it as, I now have information to start again with what doesn't work. And then I can go on. So, it, you know, the people who do those spectacular and amazing things that we can say, I wish I did this, or I wish I could do something of that nature. They're the people who pick themselves back up and say, I'm going to start again. And I have knowledge now that I can be successful. I, I know I don't need to do this. I know I need to go in a different direction. So it's, it's understanding how to utilize that information and, and continuously do that. But mindset is extremely important in mm -hmm. that because there's a lot of times, and especially with a year like last year, for so many of us, especially people yeah. who are launching businesses and just starting out or in businesses that were highly affected by the restrictions that were, that were happening around us. Um, it's one of those things where um, if your mindset was, I can't do anything, they're taking away everything and everything is is you know the restrictions are killing me my business is going to die then yes that's what's actually going to happen your business is going to die but if you have the mindset of okay what do i need to do next it's just like the spider over the doorway mm -hmm. how do i mm -hmm. still get the million dollars because there a window is there a ladder do i need to build the ladder do i need to do this mm -hmm. if your mindset is thinking in terms of okay the the straight line option is not what, what's going to work for me and by the way the straight line option never works for anyone it's it's, <laughs> it's it's you expect it to work you think you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and then all of a sudden the tunnel starts curving in all kinds of different yeah. directions, and you yeah. have choices to make that help you get to where you need to go mm -hmm. uh and i shouldn't say never because i don't like absolutes so i apologize mm -hmm. for that <laughs> it, does, it has to work for somebody otherwise there wouldn't be a straight line option but mm -hmm. most people it doesn't work for so yeah. Yeah. Um, but mindset is very important. That's such a good question. Thank you. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And you mentioned something about um, failure is not an option. Um, you know, uh, I think if you're a leader, you should not have that particular, you know, um, maybe mindset or attitude in terms of failure. And because we all know that uh, in an organization, if you are embedding that particular culture thinking to your staff or to your employee, you're not creating that psychological safety that they need to, you know, to really make sure that they're doing their best. And um, even though they fail or they make an error, they'll not be punished. So right. again, this is very important information for, um, you know, people who are leaders right now. Um, maybe if, if that is your thinking, it's about time to pause, reflect, and maybe try to see whether, is it still working for you? Is it working for your organization? And what's best for you and the organization and the people that you work with, right? It, and it might be just changing how we're defining what that phrase actually means. Because failure not, is not an option, is actually can be turned around and said, if it doesn't succeed the first time we do it, we're gonna pick ourselves back up because we can also define it and say, failure is only not getting back up. 
Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. just defining what that actually means for the organization. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a, a lot of times when I work with companies who have missions and visions, they're their message isn't getting conveyed to everybody the proper way. And it's just like, what is the message that's being received? Do you really want to change what that is to change the message? Or do you want to just clarify what your message is actually trying to say? And a lot of times, but failure is not an option for a lot of people means you must succeed at the first try. And it's it puts a lot of pressure, like you said, and changing that way of thinking helps people not only be more straightforward with things, but it also helps with creative thinking about how are there different options to get around the obstacles. That's right, yeah, yeah, totally agree. And so, uh, you know, this is a very good um, conversation, Coach Chen, and um, I'm hoping that, you know, our audience um, will be listening and reviewing right now, us right now is, you know, getting a lot of uh, very good insights from, from you. Um, I, I have a, I have to ask a question about transcendent leadership because you know the theme of this episode is about transcendent leadership and for uh, everyone's um, uh, information um, usually we define transcendent leadership as going beyond and above so going above beyond and above your own um, you know race gender uh, you know political party or organization so uh, it also has been defined as going beyond any restrictions or limitations doing your best to be able to serve most of the people that you touch, touch lives. So um, how do you actually connect, uh, you know, defining your purpose, understanding your why to achieving that level of transcendent leadership? Understanding your why, and it helps you better connect with the people at their level. So once you understand who you are, the next step in that is understanding who you're dealing with. So you can make those solid connections and you can understand on the terms of what the needs are of the people that you're serving. And being a transcendent leader to me, if you were to ask me that question, it's, it's a lot about servant leadership and being the person who isn't behind everybody getting pulled forward, but being in the front, helping everybody accomplish the goal together. And it's really about how you serve the people who are the people you are leading. And when you make the connection of how you show up and how you communicate and what your preferences are and how you interact with people, it gives you a better understanding of how you need to adjust to meet the needs of, of what's happening at the time. Because the best, you know, the most essential things that you can do for communication and team building and leadership and, and, in, and when you're doing sales and everything is making a connection and the best way to make the connection is by meeting the person where they need to get where they are and understanding what their needs are and right. and it's about observing that and so when you're doing this introspective looking at yourself and understanding who you are you automatically then want a better understanding of everybody else around you so it's not just about seeing hey, this is exactly how I am and you all have to deal with it. And mm -hmm. you, you, you need to do this. Mm -hmm. and, and this is just how it is. It's about saying, this is how I show up. This is what happens to me when I'm under stress. This is what's happening to me when I'm communicating. But this is what my person needs from me right now. This is what the situation calls for. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is what this, this is happening right now. And this is what I need to do to adjust to meet that. Mm -hmm. that's what that means to me and that's how I would defining your purpose would fit into that 
Beautiful, beautiful answer. Thank you. And um, before I ask uh, you to you know, let our audience know where to find you, just one last request. What is one inspirational quote of the day that you can leave with us right now? <laughs> so, you know, I, I have so many quotes. I, I, you know, on Instagram, that's one of my favorite things to do is just to post a quote that's inspirational. Um, so I kind of going back to some of the things that I've quoted, something that goes along with what we're talking about is an Albert Einstein quote. Um, and it actually is, everybody is a genius in their own way. But if you judge the fish based on how they can climb a tree, it's always going to think it's stupid. So it's, it's having that true understanding of where you fit in. And I think, I, I hope I did not butcher that quote very much. <laughs> That's the gist of this quote. It's one of my favorite things to say. If you judge a fish by the way it can climb a tree, it's always going to think it's stupid. And, mm -hmm. But if you judge it based on it being a fish, that's where the genius lies. And, and I think that's an important thing when we're understanding who we are and who we're working with and, and where we fit in. And I always have a thing where I say, everybody holds a puzzle piece and it's, it can be a part of a beautiful picture unless you're in the wrong room and it doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. So understanding what piece you hold and where it belongs is such an, an important and empowering uh, and, and confident building uh, thing to do is understanding what piece you hold. Beautiful, beautiful. Thanks for, Jet, Jen, for that, Jen. Um, where can they find you? Um, you know, I will be putting your information as well on the, um, on the notes, on the podcast notes, as well as on the uh, chat here on uh, Facebook. So if you can mention to them, if you have any events that you want them to, uh, to invite the people who are listening right now, or where can they find you, Jen? So my newest thing is on Clubhouse, and I don't know how many of your... Uh, I am part of Clubhouse. You are I'm going to search for you there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> the next big thing that I have coming up is actually on Clubhouse. Um, uh, I will be doing a room on turning, uh, making your goals from, taking your goals from dreams to reality. So it's about goal setting and I have a co-host mm. that is working with me uh, here. So it's 6 p.m. Mountain Time uh, in on February 10th mm -hmm. is what it is. So anybody who's on Clubhouse, I'm also on Clubhouse at Coach Jen Bilger and Jen is J-E-N B-I-L-G-E-R. So at Coach Jen Bilger. My website is also www.coachjenbilger.com. So you can find me there and there you can have a little bit more about what kind of coaching services I offer as mm -hmm. well as, and, and it's more on the individual basis um, that I have posted on the website, but also about the assessments and, and what I do for people. Uh, Cause the power behind the assessment is really the person who's walking you through that journey with you at the mm -hmm. time, helping you understand what it means. Um, so I have that there. And then on Instagram, I'm at jenbilger95. Uh, so, and again, it's J-E-N-B-I-L-G-E-R-9-5. Mm -hmm, um, right. and, I, and I do try to post some uh, content that is, you know, for people to learn and teach and have inspirational quotes like my Einstein quote that I just said, so. The oh, that's nice, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Jen. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, I got a lot of very good insight, not just information, but insight from you. Um, you know, um, I'll post the information on uh, our Facebook page as well, so people can find out where uh, you know 
people will know where to find you and I uh, hope you can join Jen on uh, Clubhouse. I think it's an invitation only, right? Um, it's an invitation. Yeah. yeah, so if you yeah. know somebody that's already in Clubhouse, they can actually let you in as long as they, as yeah. long as they have you as part of their contacts. Um, but if you do need an invitation, actually, I think they add them periodically to people who are already in there. I had mm -hmm. two showed up, not yeah. recently. So, um, yeah. but it is invitation only. But if you're there, it's it's kind of like a podcast without video. <laughs> so. That's right. Yeah, and you know, you can always connect with me or Jen if you wanted to be added to uh, Clubhouse because I know I I think um, I when I first started uh, being invited to that, I had to wait for someone to. Um, yeah accept the invitation so you need to have someone already in that clubhouse for you to be able to um you know create a login and uh, participate i believe yes and absolutely reach out uh, mm -hmm. you know reach out to one of us and because like i said if we already have you in our contacts and there's a there's there's a way for that to happen but if you're in the contacts we can actually let you in if yeah you're, if that's you're right ready. so all right. Well, thanks so much, Jen. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, and I'd like to thank everyone who's joined us this afternoon. I'll just show a screen here on where um, you can find our podcast. So uh, our video here on Facebook will still be um, up. You know, just go to our um, Facebook page, Consultation Global North America. And uh, when it comes to the podcast, it will be uploaded in this particular platforms. So we call it the Transcendent Leader Podcast, uh, and you can find it in uh, Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. And so I'd like to end our episode today. Uh, I'd like to thank Jen for joining us, and I wish everyone a good weekend. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you. So in each of our episodes, you will hear about the mindsets, the attributes, and the behaviors we need to level up our lives, our leadership to the transcendent level. You will get the tips and actionable strategies that you can apply in your relationships, work, and society. Growth mindset, empathy, trust, resilience, emotional intelligence, intercultural intelligence, leading in a diverse and inclusive workplace. These are just some of the topics that you will get out of our episodes. After tuning in on each episode, you will surely keep coming back for more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, and I look forward to having you join me on the next episode. See you next time!